Welcome to Rocks Talks. Oh man, I'm loving this light. I'm just like getting it like directly. I totally get, I have sunlight coming from all the different places. It is a Wednesday. It's kind of like a refresh day in the middle of the week. I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, today we're going to talk about that ruling that came down in Michigan about, um, on Jennifer Crumley. Um, she's the mother of the boy who killed his classmates. We're going to talk about that. Um, and we're going to also talk, um, about a few other things, including a comeback. Like when is it too old? When are you too old to have a comeback? And what does a comeback really mean anyway? <laughs> we got to talk the Super Bowl because it's coming up in all the grand grandeur. But let's start, you know, like I said, let's start on, um, a note that's kind of, mm, it's, it sucks because of course shootings, murders, all of that sucks. And in the case in Michigan, uh, it's been a high-profile case over the last month or so. Jennifer Crumley, who was the mother of a young, actually young, they're all young to me. I'm older, they're young. Boy who killed um, his classmates, essentially. The question was, could she be found guilty of involuntary manslaughter for not doing more to stop him? I'm not going to go into the particulars, but essentially... Things happened like he, they knew he was suicidal. They, he did cry for help, so they bought him a gun. I mean, it's just some things are like, what? But this is the first time ever that a parent has been up for involuntary manslaughter in these cases. Can a parent who may have known or someone, maybe not even just a parent, but in this case, can a parent be found guilty? Well, they deliberated and they found that she was guilty on four charges. She could get up to 60 years of jail. I think it's 15 per count, four counts, and then a certain amount of money she could find. And I'm curious what you think about that. I'm curious what you think about putting a parent on trial for not doing more in their situation to try and help or stop or prevent what happened. I remember when, I mean, when I think of school shootings, when I think of, of gun violence, the first thing I think of is Littleton, Colorado, because when I was younger, that had happened and it was just so sad. And I remember that the parents of the two shooters did have, arguably, I mean, I didn't talk to them personally, but arguably, they did have warning and they did sense that some things were going on. And that was years ago. Remember when we thought that was as bad as it could get? That was years and years and years ago. So it's interesting to me now that as, gosh, that might have been like 20 or more years ago, that now um, we've gotten to a point where we're putting the parents on trial. And will it make a difference if, if you see this and you know that your child is troubled and you see that you could get in trouble if if they do something, if you give them a gun or if you read, I guess he had, he'd written certain things and they, they knew it and they even sent him to school and said, y'all get him some help. Hello. I'm not a parent. So I try not to judge parents because I think when you're not something and you try and judge it, it, it falls flat. You know what I'm saying? It totally falls flat. And so I tr I try and be aware of that. I think that goes for anything. You know, it's interesting because I was reading something where people were giving a black woman a hard time because she sent she wrote this poem like Dear Black Women and she was 
And they were like, why are you using your Instagram platform to talk about black women? You should be talking about all women. And people in the comments were trying to explain to those who were upset about it what particular things she was saying and how it applied. And some of the people were listening and said, oh, I get it now. And as I was reading it, because I like to, I'm, I am all over social media, but I am a lurker on certain things where I'm not necessarily going to put myself out all the time, but I'm going to read and see what, what are the comments. I'm here for the comments with popcorn. And I thought to myself, that's a moment in time where I don't know why people don't realize, wait a moment, I'm not that race. I'm not that gender. I'm not in that situation. So while I may have opinions on it, maybe I should take a step back and at least disclaim, hey, I am not you. So I, like I say, I'm not a parent. So I try not to judge. I do have opinions. We all have opinions, but I, I qualify those. And I don't know why it's funny as I'm talking about this as a non-parent, I'm very sensitive to do that. And because parents are very sensitive, like, oh, don't have someone who's not a parent. Tell me how to be a mom. And yet that same level and standard is not applied when we talk about other things. When we talk about gender roles, or when we talk about race roles, people don't think, wait a moment, I might not know that exact experience because I've not been there. Maybe we should take that and go, wait a moment, that, okay, have I lived or walked that? I haven't. It doesn't mean that I can't learn and be um, sympathetic, maybe somewhat even empathetic. Maybe some people can get there, some others can't, but just be be cognizant of the fact that the glasses you're wearing are such that you cannot see it as personally, which would change how you how you do things. So back to Jennifer Crumley, I'm not a parent. I so I, I recognize that when I am sitting there on my fake jury right here going, hmm, what would I do? Well, I'm not a jury. I'm not her peer, so I'm I'm cognizant of that. But I'm curious for those of you who are parents, and even if you're not, I still want your opinion. What do you think about that? Do you think that parents should be held responsible for that? Interesting question. But you could also take it another, you could also take it further too, right? When you think about like all of those things that have been going on, say on an airline where the parent, there was that situation with that, that baseball, well, the baseball player's wife who was pregnant and she had maybe three kids with her. I'm making it like the story might be embellished at this point where I'm, the way I'm telling it. But one child spilled a bunch of popcorn and the flight attendants made her pick it up and people were like, that is horrible. And other people are like, well, your child, sh you should pick up after your child. If we can't agree on it on popcorn standards in an airplane, I wonder what we would say on whether a parent should be responsible for trying to prevent doing what they can to prevent a child who then ends up committing horrible crimes of murder. I actually, when this case was going on, I, while I didn't follow it in depth, I was aware of it. And I was like, mm, I don't know if the jury will find this, find her guilty for that exact reason, for the precedent that it, that it would set. Would they be willing to say you should have done more? Turns out they were. And I saw an interview with the foreperson, which was really funny because they had her and they're like, we're not saying her last name to protect her anonymity. But she was there. It was her. <laughs> I'm like, she she's not behind a screen. Whatever. Anyhow, she said that people had different reasons for finding her guilty, but they did find her guilty. So certain, I guess the 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 uh, the prosecution had a couple different scenarios and 
they didn't have to buy into the specific scenarios. They just had to decide whether they thought she was guilty or not. And they did. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And it'll also be interesting to see, I don't know, I don't know, and it's different for every state, the um, statute of limitations, but it makes me wonder with some of these other cases, could they come back and bring up the parents on charges very similarly? We'll have to wait and see. So Gabby Douglas, do you know that name? Does that, if you don't know, if you don't know me by now, you just need to know that I am Olympics-aholic and the Olympics are this year and I can't wait. But um, one of the things that's been interesting about the Olympics this coming season, this coming year, is that a lot of the gymnasts are coming back. You might know, well, and some we think they're coming back. They haven't announced it. So Simone Biles is back in competition. She's not officially announced whether she's going to uh, put herself up for the Olympics, but she's better than she's ever been before. So we have a lot of people coming back, and it's exciting to see these gymnasts in their 20s, in their later 20s, because that's not a thing in gymnastics. You're 16, you're washed up, goodbye. It's amazing when they're in their early 20s, but in their late 20s, competing. Gabby Douglas announced last year that she would be coming back as well too. And the question was when, when is this going to happen? Let's see it. Come on. She's coming back. It's the end of this month or next month for a competition. I saw the announcement yesterday. I was very excited. Gabby Douglas, uh, she was actually first competed in, golly, was that 2000? No, 2000 and where are we? maybe 2008. We're in, what, what year is this? 24. So 24 and 20, uh, which was actually a little different because of 2020, which was really 21, but 24, 20, then it would have been minus four. Hello. Tw- <laughs> I'm having, uh, it's 2016. 2016 was Simone Biles first year. That was Gabby Douglas's second year so she must have been 2012 that sounds better 2012 she hasn't competed competed like she won the gold in the all-around in 2012 I think I have that right correct me I'm fine if just come on give it to me she's coming back now that's a long time that's exciting I think she never did she if you got her in a room and asked her earnestly did you no cameras no microphones did you think you're going to win when she got the gold she would have said no there's no way that, I mean, I mean, she's a competitor. So maybe she's like, yeah, I did. But in reality, no one saw that coming. There was a, uh, you know, all these incidents happened and she ended up winning. And I'm so happy that she did. She had a tough time after that. And I don't know that she had the best support system there. I said it around her after that. Always been rooting for her. I hope that she's had years of growth, just in maturity and all the things. Uh, she said some controversial things in the past that, made me think that she didn't have the best people around her. Let me just say it that way. And I'm excited for her to come back and have her done. My question for you is, when is it too old to have a comeback? 2012, and it's now 2024, and she's going to be vying to get on the Olympic team. And what does a comeback look like? Does a comeback have to be as good as you were before? Or is it simply the fact that, oh my gosh, you can still compete? And what does a comeback look for you like for you? Is there something in your life that you that you were like rocking in your heyday that you haven't done in a long time, but man, you'd like to get back into it? I was thinking about that literally as we're talking, and I'm like, do I have something I want like a comeback? What is something that I was good at that it's like, and I'm back? 
Well, you know, I taught jazz twice for 15 years and I still do dance aerobics. And as I go to these classes, I mean, they're serious here. Some, I'm just kind of, I'm like, I recognize that I'm not my 20 some year old self, but in some ways, maybe I could come back, but I know that's not the comeback that I want. I think my comeback truly is I want to feel like I did in my 20s. Now, this sounds like a midlife crisis, and I promise that it's not. But what I want my comeback to be is that fearless, confident self that didn't care what anyone thought about her dreams or what she wanted to do. Just going to do them. I knew what I wanted to do at the time, and while the things I want to do have changed, um, I would say unabashedly, I said for years, like, I'm going to be a Supreme Court justice. I'm going to be the first black female Supreme Court justice. And I didn't care if people thought it was crazy. I knew that's what I was going to do. I wasn't even worried about how I was going to get there. I knew that was going to do what I was going to do. I also said, as my, my desires shifted in my 20s, I'm going to be famous by the time that I'm 25, 26, 25. I don't remember what. I literally said this to this to my friends. It was I was getting sworn in. I'd passed the bars, getting sworn in as a lawyer, and I met my friend's um, mother. And she was like, well, what? I'm like, I'm going to be famous. But now, arguably, if you want to get technical uh, and you got to define fame, I was, I did end up on The Apprentice and was on national TV and actually international TV um, by the time I was 25. So I think that that counts. But that fearlessness, I want back where I knew, I'm like, okay, I'm on audition for this. I'm going to get it. I don't care if there's tens of hundreds of thousands of people. I'm the one. That is the comeback that I want, that confidence, because I know that that confidence is what is going to skyrocket my impact in the world. And I am not too old for an impact, and neither are you. So I'm curious, what is your comeback? It doesn't have to be, I want to be able to stick the landing on a quadruple, sal, blah, blah, blah. I'm using all sorts of different different. I just think I put some, Sal Cal would be uh, ice skating. It's fine. I'm not saying that it has to be that, but it can be as impactful as that because I know that with my comeback, I'm ready. It's happening right now. That confidence is going to have an impact as if I won the gold medal. It could be for you that you want, maybe you were an artist. Maybe you love to sing and you want to get that back. Why the hell not? I say go for it. And I'll be cheering you on along the way. I appreciate you all so much for listening. I know you have a lot of things to do during the day. The fact that you even turn this on and listen to what I have to say is not only an honor, but it's also humbling. And I, and I enjoy my time with you. Please continue to comment. Please subscribe. And I would love for you to share this with others. You think you need to hear it. They need to hear it. Also, the Rocks Talks newsletter is did not happen yesterday. You did not miss it. Today, I think, is the day. We're doing a lot of packing. We're getting out, you know, all the things we got to go. But I think today I'm at least going to, like, scribble it out and get real clear on it. I It's coming out this week, though. I've already said Roxanne. It needs to come out before Monday. That's my requirement to myself. I appreciate you. I love you. I want you to go be great. Bye.